And we can thank Dylan Dubé for last night's win against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today Nick and I are going to be breaking down the emotions, the roller coaster ride, and of course, Johnny Gaudreau's return to Calgary here on Locked On Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. I am so happy that the Flames won last night, and we're going to take a look, kind of the roller coaster of emotions that last night was. Uh, I'm joined with by Nick Zeraris here. It is the usual Tuesday crew. Nick, how are you doing? I'm very glad the Flames won. I was tired last night to begin with. There were so many things on last night I was keeping an eye on, keeping the Flames game on. Though That time zone start is rough. That game had overtime written all over it. And at one point I was like, this is going to go to a shootout and drag on and on and on. And I'm never going to get to sleep tonight. And we're not going to have anything positive to talk about on the show tomorrow if they lose. <laughs> and nobody wants to get together for a funeral. It's not as fun when you have to get together and do a, well, that sucked, didn't it, episode of the pod? That, that was as about... As chaotic a game you're going to get in the regular season between a presumptive playoff team and a lottery team, which is the very funny part of this when you take, like, the thousand-foot view of this. Like, why is Lucic throwing punches like it's 2013 in a game for his life? Like, he was, try- he was trying to make – he was trying to stop the momentum swing in that game with every fiber of his being, to mm-hmm. trying to be useful as best as he possibly could last night. That game was extremely chaotic for a regular season game, and – to be frank, it was very fun. It's been a while since the Flames have played a game like that. That was just fun chaos as opposed to just ugly chaos, which they've had quite a few of down the stretch here. But again, there's a lot to unpack here. The emotions were nuts last night. They were all over the place. I mean, like, people were people were booing him, which I understand and can whatever, do your thing. Um, I saw plenty of signs that were just... Uh, kind of outing people as just absolute losers. Uh, there was a Meredith said you have to be home by 10 sign. And like, oh my God, please get a life. Uh, again, this is a Monday night game in the dead of winter in Calgary against the worst team in the league. I get it. It's the return of your franchise player. But please like, Start spending your money in better ways. Um, I don't know what to tell you there. But, yeah, no, there there really was a lot of emotions all over the place last night. And even for Gaudreau, I think yeah. that, uh, you know, he spent really his early adulthood here the last nine, ten years. And he even said himself, you know, not being able to see my parents for three years because of the pandemic was brutal. And that's the real life aspect of hockey. It's not just you go out there, you lace up your skates and you score goals. There's so much more to it. It's really complicated because so much of the way sports are covered 
as, at least in North America, is just about it's about the team, it's about mm-hmm. the salary cap, the trade deadline, the offseason, the transactions, the gossip. We don't really get to know these guys on a personal level. We don't unless they're forthcoming with who they are, where they're they one of like the eight people in the entire league who likes attention. We don't really know a lot about these guys beyond what they choose to tell us. Like, I'm sure at some point, if Johnny had said that, you know, it's been really tough for me these last couple of years. It's hard to make yourself vulnerable like that. Not a lot of guys, especially in a sport like hockey, which has its own issues with identity and culture and how guys choose to identify themselves and what they choose to make public about themselves. Nobody wants to be bigger than the team. No one wants to say, well, I've had a rough time the last couple of months, last couple of years because of this pandemic. No one wants to come off as soft. It's a real challenge in this right. sport for guys to make themselves human, which I, I know that's something I've always found very interesting is those kind of long form type things where you get to really understand how guys think. That tells me a lot more. I find that stuff a lot more interesting than the roster transaction stuff that is sports media in today's landscape. But the problem with that is you got to have access and not a lot of guys are willing to give sports media that access to open themselves up and make themselves available. Yeah, usually I I don't want to say it's quote unquote too late to do that when they write their players Tribune article, but you know, you do get a good insight on who these players are, what goes through their mind, and you know, Gaudreau has always been the underdog. Yeah. He has always been, you know, this tiny undersized kid playing uh in hockey east like he won the Hobie Baker um, I think in 2011, he won a national championship with BC. Like that's to me, that screams a first round pick, but only if he's over six feet tall. But you're, ab- you're absolutely right. It- it's one of those things where, and that's part of why the emotions of this are so strong. You got in on the ground floor of Johnny Gaudreau mm-hmm. in 2013, 2014, you got in the ground floor of this dynamic dude who's five foot eight and only eats ham and cheese sandwiches. That is appealing. That is an interesting, that is an interesting, like, okay, this is a quirky little guy. I'm invested in this. Let's see what happens. And then you see the flashes. You have two heart trophy caliber seasons spread out across those nine seasons. He's in Calgary. People are really invested in that. Now they feel like Johnny Gaudreau is part of their team. Their team is part of their identity. They feel an affinity. They're attached to Johnny Gaudreau. And it's one of the things that's unique about sports is, that parasocial relationship that everyone has with their favorite team. Not everybody interacts with their favorite team in the same way. I would go as far to say everybody interacts with their team differently. You can have overlap with other people, but for the most part, everybody feels differently about their favorite team. And that's part of why emotional whirlwinds like this are so heated so contentious i mean we've seen like the extreme versions of this where like john Tavares went back to long island as a leaf and that was like about as extreme as you're going to get in the hockey community and you get things like this you got matthew coming back earlier this season where he got booed he got cheered during the tribute and that was really it and then you had last night where every time johnny touched the puck he got booed there's levels to this there there's a lot of emotions that go into this and it's what makes sports so interesting i i go always go back to um before game seven of the 2004 ALCS they were talking to Spike Lee on the field at Yankee Stadium and Dan Patrick goes you couldn't write a script better than this and Spike Lee turns to him and goes nah you couldn't write something like this that's why sports are the best a TV show a movie that's fake someone came up with that you could not make this up you could not make up that the 
Flames are going to go up 2 nothing early in this game. They're going to choke away the lead. Lucic is going to fight. They're going to get the lead back. They're going to give the lead up again and then win in overtime. Somebody would have said, that's a little cliche, don't you think? Wouldn't you have, you know, yeah, a little like more creative? Someone, yeah, if someone pitched that to me, I'd be like, okay, um, I've seen 100 scripts like this today. Thank you. Like, I don't know. I, I love the emotional roller coaster, even if it is a regular season game. You know, typically it's against better teams, but, you know, I think that my favorite part of last night was uh, the penalty shot going wide. That, like, to come in early in the game and have that penalty shot and then, you know, miss it, just completely whiff, and then not really have much else. Like, I don't know that I feel like everyone was expecting myself included some sort of big revenge game but then you know you you have luch out there throwing punches like it's like you said early 2010s and he's probably also fighting for a roster spot as walker doer and pelletier are also doing pretty well but you know i think that he's trying to revive this lineup and be like okay you know what i just kicked the crap out of some kid let's do it let's take back the game and they ultimately did it was it was one of those rare situations where generally speaking i'm pretty anti-fighting after mm-hmm. reading Bo- after reading boy on ice i'm very much like we don't need to punch each other for sport yeah. it's okay if you want to do a combat sport that's different but we don't need that in hockey but in that kind of situation a big hit a fight that kind of slowed the game down a little bit at that point the blue jackets had scored two straight and there was a real, like, okay, we need to calm this game down, get it back under control. Yeah. And it's a lot easier for Lucic to do that as opposed to going to get 45 seconds of sustained offensive zone time. It's a lot more It's a lot more practical to say, all right, go out there and hit someone and try and swing the momentum of this game back in our direction right. as, opposed to what, as opposed to the more conventional, all right, let's play straight line, let's simplify it, let's slow this down and try and score. It ultimately ended up working. Uh, you don't draw it up like that. You don't want to be going to overtime against lottery teams, but it worked out. So we're going to take our victories where we can get them. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We are going to continue to talk about last night's game uh, and just the etiquette of, uh, you know, how how things should go versus how you should conduct yourself amongst not just the Flames fan base, but teams on the East coast that are insufferable. Uh, if even if their team did not give Johnny an offer, but before we do that, we are going to take a quick break to talk about, uh, FanDuel FanDuel. Oh my gosh, Nick, did any of your bets hit this weekend? Yes, we did. We, we cleaned up this weekend. We went four for four on all of our football picks. I, I had straight money line, all four games. I had the Bengals. I had the Eagles very, I've had a very good football playoffs. The only game I've gotten wrong the entire playoffs so far was Buccaneers Cowboys because I picked the Bucks. Other than that, um, I, ha- I, think I haven't been wrong did. yet. Yeah, I, I'm. Th- it's been a fun playoffs. I'm very excited for this weekend. Absolutely, and you know what? If you want to even get more jazzed up, we are so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great. Features that make sports betting fun and easy. For new customers, you can join today and get started with 100 
$50 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And of course, FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. I like betting the money line because I feel like that's the easiest. You just kind of go with your gut, but also sometimes go against your gut, especially in uh, the NHL playoffs. But, you know, I think that I will just continue to keep betting on Joe Shiesty, my man, the white boy of the century on sports Twitter. Nick, do you have any uh, fun bets that you think you're going to place? For football, I'm probably going to... I don't like the Bengals as a home as a um, a road favorite. That's mm-hmm. a that's a difficult situation. Uh, I love San Francisco. I will probably end up betting San Francisco as a slight dog to beat the Eagles. The bet I would give you if you really want something to bet, go look at the NHL futures, look at awards, and go to that second or third favorite. Like right now for the Norris, you can get Adam Fox at like three to one. He's below Kale McCarr. You do something like that. You could do Connor Hellebuck, who's third or fourth in Vezina odds. That's where you can find a lot of value in those long-term futures, especially all you need is Hellebuck to get on a little heater here. All you need is Kale McCarr to stumble a little bit and Fox can leapfrog him. That's where I I love to look for hockey, at least, is the futures, because that's where there's real interest. And you can get your friends in on in on it where like instead of like pitching stocks to your friends you're like i've got a future we can bet yeah throw ten dollars on adam fox it'll pay for something down the road hey that's pretty fair and i would say that's pretty solid advice so make every moment more with fanduel official sports book partner of the nfl i am absolutely getting into more sports betting because i think it's just so chaotic and fun especially when you get like those free oh yeah this that fan doing so you know i think really when even as soon as gaudreau put that pen to paper everyone knew his return was going to be something my favorite was Eric Goodbranson just getting a picture because there's no tribute footage to give of this third pairing defenseman uh, just kind of being a big dude. Could probably do some sort of like fan cam thirst trap for him, but that's really it. Um, I think that would work too. But Gaudreau's tribute video was everything that it should have been. And I expected it to close out with the uh, hug between him and Sean Monahan, but that's fine. I don't get creative saying these things. I do have, I want to pick your brain on this. Shoot. He didn't really look up and watch his tribute video. What, why, why do you think? He didn't want to get emotional. That that's the most straightforward thing. The, the that is how you know a man is in fight or flight when it comes to his emotions. If he's pretending nothing is going on, if he's looking straight ahead with a thousand yard stare, he's trying his best not to cry. That is exactly what was going on. He was trying to stay focused, locked in on the game, not be distracted. That's what was going on there. He was trying to pretend it wasn't happening. As a short king, he probably doesn't like attention all that much. There's probably a reason he moved to Ohio. He doesn't like attention. It's a fair assumption to say Johnny Gaudreau doesn't like attention, and that's probably why. And I get it. I mean, even his wife's Instagram is private, which, like, I totally understand and, like, get. So you know that they kind of 
keep their cards close to their chest and that's that's their prerogative so like respect it but yeah no i completely agree people on the timeline we're just kind of like well that's so disrespectful how can you not watch your own tribute video it's like when you're at your own birthday party and people are singing happy birthday you don't know what to do with yourself like do i sing along do i smile like what do i do no you sit there quietly with your head down looking at the cake hands folded like you're not doing anything but i i do think that the the fans you know they had their fun they had their little therapy session and it would have been a lot worse had the flames lost oh yeah Oh, if the Flames lost, you probably would have saw a jersey or two on the ice last night. Uh, I'm and not even exaggerating. all would have been throw jerseys. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> People would have brought them specifically for that reason of causing a disturbance. A hundred percent. That's the thing that was good about it last night was it didn't teeter on, like, dangerous, chaotic, like we've seen in other situations where, like, you get a disgruntled crowd. Like, there was that one year the Flyers were playing the Capitals and everybody got those little light-up bracelets and then people started yeeting them on the ice when the Flyers were losing the game. Like, <laughs> let's keep it within, let's keep it with tasteful. Right. Like, if you want to heckle, that's fine. Let's not be disrespectful. Keep the chirps funny. Like, you know, let's keep it tasteful. That That's the key word here. You, you, there are children around. There are, you know... Right. You, yeah, let's keep it tasteful. Let's have fun with it. Let's not be malicious. There's a there's a decorum to keep as a sports fan here. Right. Like, you know, I, personally, I don't know why you would throw, like, a $300, $400 jersey onto the ice or a $16 beer. Um, but, you know, if I had to decide which <laughs> object, I, you know, I think I'm going to go with the one that's a little more lightweight. So I know I'm not, uh, you know responsible for any brain damage but the thing here is you know we've seen him go to different teams that supposedly were offering him deals or in talks with him I would say that the Flames fans were probably some of the most uh, I don't know controlled yeah because the Islanders who never even talked with him those fans were going nuts like, like he got on Twitter and tweeted at Lou Lamorello and said, I'm not coming to your team. That's the reaction that they had. Oh, man. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. No, the pre- it speaks to what we were talking about before, about how the sports media culture being so centered around transactions mm-hmm. means that people just report hearsay. They assume that the Islanders talked to Johnny Gaudreau, that the the Flyers were going to talk to Johnny Gaudreau, that the Devils were going to talk to Johnny Gaudreau. Even though the Devils made an offer, but not a particularly competitive one, the Islanders never talked to him at all. The Flyers never talked to him at all. And those teams, those fans were upset because they were led astray by people reporting things to try and get people to click on their articles. That is what it comes down to. That the transactor the transaction centric sports media stuff is why people get so angry and so chaotic because they feel disrespected and slighted in situations where they were not even a party to the situation. I do not understand why you are so upset. Like, I get it. If I were an Islander fan, I would be very upset because the team is very rudderless right now. If Johnny Gaudreau was on that team, they'd probably be a lot closer to a playoff spot than Mm -hmm. they are right now. They desperately need a winger who's capable of playing with Matt Barzell. But you did not make an offer. And you can do... And the other part of that is 
there are just people who are just not that well informed and that is the right. vast majority of sports fans the vast majority of people on the internet are like the 10 percent of the most extreme people you're going to find and no matter what you're tweeting about whether it's pop culture politics sports whatever the people who are making their online identity centered around it are going to be the most passionate they're going to have to be oh, the yeah. ones with the strongest feelings they're also going to be the most informed and then those people will talk to the normal people in their life and be like did you see this and then the casual guy will bring it up in conversation and that's the vast majority of people the vast yeah. majority of people who are at an islanders game at ubs arena are not on hockey twitter they're not on reddit they're not listening you imagine to being in a venue with eighteen thousand hockey twitter users oh god that isn't that a mental hospital <laughs> i was gonna say that sounds like a nightmare uh, oh my god i don't even know what i would do like you couldn't even make like a funny joke because everybody would be in on it yes you could you could give everybody grippy socks on the way in as the promotional giveaway actually what? no you give everybody fertilizer so they could go touch grass that is exactly oh what my you do god like a that, pet of yes your favorite player that's exactly what you do so everybody in at the game has to touch grass that is yeah. how we get things back on the tracks yeah no that's gonna have to be I don't even know. That would be a nightmare. But do you think there's a different level of animosity towards Gaudreau and Kachuk? I, yeah, because Matthew wasn't getting booed every time he touched the puck when he was in yeah. Calgary. Johnny was. And some of that, I think, was... People have known Johnny a lot longer. Johnny Gaudreau has been a figure in their life a lot longer. He was there nine and a half, ten years. That's a really long time in the sports world, especially in hockey, where there's so much roster turnover year after year. And somebody they bought in on the ground floor on, this was a fourth-round pick who played three years of college hockey, took a little while to get going, and then you saw an MVP candidate, and then it kind of went away for two or three seasons, and then it came mm -hmm. back. And everybody was like, wow, this guy really figured it out. He's been here for so long. If we can keep him going here, we all have a real chance of winning a Stanley Cup. And that's another part of this. A lot of people are going to project the fact that the Flames aren't as good as they were last year onto Johnny and onto Matthew. But And that that's a fair complaint, that if Johnny Gaudreau was still on the Flames, they'd probably be a better team. It's the same thing we just talked about with the Islanders, with the Devils, with the Flyers. Mm -hmm. They're mad because he's a good player and they want him to be on the team. I understand that. That's a rational, yeah. that's a rational set emotion to have. Yeah, no, it definitely is. But I think for me, I wouldn't, I, it's not like a respect thing for me. It's more of like a normal, rational thinking. At least Kachuk was honest yeah. a year in advance and just said, my, my plans were, you know, to, to leave and to let you know. And I'm letting you know now so that way you can figure it out and yeah you know i think Gaudreau did what he thought he thought he was staying here he even said himself uh you know even the night before free agency opened he was probably going to resign and then things just took a turn and that's that's life uh you know i can i think it's a lot different because you know i'm not out here as a star athlete but things change like life is unpredictable and sometimes you just have to to go with it yeah and the other part of this is that 
Gaudreau probably didn't get the market he thought he was going to get when he hit free agency, which mm-hmm. is probably part of why he thought he was going to end up coming back. And then the Blue Jackets kind of came in with that offer, and everybody was kind of surprised that the Blue Jackets, a team clearly in a rebuild that was clearly going to be a lottery team again, would make such a, a mm-hmm. what's the word I'm looking for, forward offer? Aggressive, mm-hmm. aggressive offer, that's the word I was thinking of. They, could, they made such an aggressive offer in a situation where most people would say, why would you do this? You're going to pay a guy that much money to be on a bad team for the first three years of that contract and you have no understanding of how well he's going to age the longer you get into that contract like i understand i really really do yeah i get it i mean whatever columbus you you did what you needed to do i'm i'm not bitter towards johnny i'm bitter towards the situation the situation like it's not personal i would literally i would sit there and have a ham and cheese sandwich with a bag of chips with Johnny Gaudreau. If he asked, I would. But again, nothing personal, Johnny. It's hockey. It's a sport. You know the deal. You said you'd boo Jalen Hurts. Like, I can't blame you there. But we are going to wrap up today's show with some just sweet, sweet revenge. Who doesn't love it? And thank you all for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. We are so grateful to talk to you more about one of our fantastic sponsors. And that is a product that I use every day with Athletic Greens AG1. I have a bad stomach and I want to make sure that my stomach is not bad so I can go to games and eat like crap and not feel as intense ramifications, right? So with AG1, you are just one scoop of powder into your water every day. It tastes like just like a tropical flavored water. Like if you remember Fruit 2.0 from like the early 2000s. Oh my God, dating myself here. But that's exactly what it tastes like. And it's a lot better than just plain water. (laughs) Athletic Greens was created when the founder was experiencing a ton of gut health problems and he was spending up to about $100 per day with his health regimen. It's not cheap. So, you know, for less than $3 a day, you're investing in your health and it's a lot cheaper than your cold brew habit. I paid $6 the other day for a coffee. But uh, with Athletic Greens right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system With convenient daily nutrition, it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. I keep mine right on my counter, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Fruituos. I wonder if they had those in Canada. If not, you you had an equivalent. It's fine. (sighs) Listen, that game last night, they went up to nothing. I was like, this is, this is beautiful. And then, oh, Columbus scores two goals. Now it's tied. And then Boone Jenner scores. Or no, the Flames scored. And then Boone Jenner scored. And I was like, this, this is going to a shootout. 
I'm ready to turn on the coffee pot and my little Keurig mini. So I was ready. But no, we were, we were saved. We were saved. Just with a little extra hockey last night. Hey, at the end of the day, you won. That is the most important thing. You picked up two points that you needed. Like, yeah, there were extenuating emotional circumstances last night. The Gaudreau return definitely loomed large over the game. But at the end of the day, the Flames are in a playoff fight, and they got a very important win that they de they really needed, to be frank with yeah. you. I mean, they're 5-3-2 in their last 10. That's not exactly world-beating. You need to be beating Columbus when you have the opportunity to play these bad teams. I know you had sent that. I you sent me that stat last night that the Flames have an awful record against the bottom five teams in the league. Yeah. A good record against the five best teams in the league, which just goes to show you how weird hockey is. But the best revenge in hockey is winning. I know everybody yep. says, no, go out there, throw a hit, punch someone in the face. That's good for five minutes. That That's emotionally satisfying for yeah. five minutes. That type of revenge isn't as satisfying. Scoring goals, win the game, laugh at the other team. If you want, you could say, I, you can you can tweet that tweet of Johnny standing at the podium in Columbus holding up the jersey saying, I came here to win hockey games. If you want to laugh, you can do that. You can right. have fun poking fun at that. But at the end of the day, it's about the win. The win is what matters. It's great you beat Johnny Gaudreau, but the win is really what matters when you're in a playoff fight the way the Flames are. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sure, Columbus gets a point out of last night, but that doesn't help them. And I think that's what would have been a lot worse had the Flames given them the two points. It's just like, what? Actually, if you want to be petty, petty, you could say making their lottery odds worse is actually helping them. So them going to overtime was actually a good outcome for hating on Johnny Gaudreau in the Blue Jackets. You're welcome, so Columbus. Yes. You're so welcome. Yeah. But there were people just talking about how they wanted to, like, hurt Gaudreau yeah. and all this. Like, what is wrong with you? Again, sticking with the, the therapy mental health theme here, go to therapy. Most of you are Canadians. Don't you have access to this stuff for free? Kind yeah. of. But, like... It's what does that solve? What, like, what does that bring you? If seeing someone hurt brings you great joy, that you have a lot bigger problems. Like, yeah, someone throwing a big hit in a playoff game is that to me, that is so much sweeter than someone throwing a big hit in the dead of winter against the 32nd, like, literally the worst team in the league. Exactly. exactly. I, I don't care who's on it. Exactly. We're we won the game. We're on to the next right. one. We got right. big games coming up. That's what matters. Go in your next couple games here before the All Star break. Go into the break your week off on a good note. That's mm -hmm. what matters right now. It's great you got your you got your sentimentality points too. That you yeah. got your little revenge. But when you're a team like the Flames right now, the wins are what matters. You ask anybody on that team, like yeah, it's great we beat Johnny. Whatever. We got to make the playoffs here. That's what matters. Right. And the. On top of that, you just lost Chris Tanev, and they're yeah. not giving an update on him. The same the same way they didn't give an update on Brett Ritchie. So, and he still hasn't returned from the return to the lineup. So you better be crossing your fingers and toes right now that he seeks some good medical treatment. And I maybe just pop that shoulder back in and I'm not advising for people to take Toradol shots, but if they if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. But, you know, I think it was a really fun game. It was 
the emotions were there. I, Columbus is just such a young team yeah. that all of their players just look like babies. Yes. And yeah. Kent Johnson just playing with Gaudreau was just it like to me that is that's one of those things that's like bigger than hockey. Like he wore 13 for for Gaudreau and then Gaudreau didn't even know that that's why he was wearing it and he was like, "Oh my god." He offered to give it to me like no no like I'll pick something else like I don't know it's just silly things like that but at the end of the day you know the Flames won they get their two points they're I mean they've won three straight right yeah and they lost they lost their first game of that homestand which was fine whatever you had a giant win against Tampa yes and please just keep it Keep the wins coming. I think that's all we can ask for, and good health. Yeah, exactly. They they need Tanev healthy. That a long term Tanev absence would really hurt them. Yeah, and who are you gonna call up? Exactly, exactly. I just saw something about like Dennis Gilbert, yes, uh, potentially being called up, be- even though he was served a two game suspension in the AHL, but that still doesn't affect it. Uh, him being recalled because it's just when he is serving with the Wranglers. So that is absolutely something to keep an eye out for. Flames are off today, so there's no practice. Um, You know, we just keep on trucking. That's really it. And there's – it's over and done with. You know, the season – the game that most people have been waiting for all season, it's over and you won. Congrats. Let's get to work. Lots to do yeah. still. Got to lock up a playoff spot. Plenty of time left to mess this up. Don't mess it up. Yeah, don't mess it up. Don't do it because that would be really bad. And we've experienced enough bad in the last seven months here in Calgary. Uh, and we, we just need something good to talk about. And I think... Last night was a great way to, you know, our new year, new me is starting a little later and that's okay because January is just a trial month. So Nick, is there anything else that you had in mind for today? Anything you wanted to throw out there? Any fun stats or anything you have? Oh, um, I was reading something the other day about how Huberto had never played with two right-handed line mates before he got to Calgary this year at, with, yeah. at the start of the season when he was playing with um, Lindholm and Toffoli, and now he's playing with two left-handed guys. Yeah, I don't know why I found that interesting, but I did read that the other day in something I was looking into about why he got off to such a slow start. That's very interesting. That is definitely... Yeah. Would that would factor into a lot of things? I, you know, I'm not an athlete, but did a change when these guys are a creature of habit. So that injury that was still lingering on top of a new situation, that's that's fair. So thank you everyone for sticking around with us here at Lockdown Flames, your two terminally online podcast hosts you can find the show on twitter at lo underscore flames pod on youtube at locked on flames and wherever you get your podcasts as well you can follow me on twitter at jess belmosto and nick at nick zararis and we're just here to tweet and just be menaces to society online 
because if there was a hockey Twitter like meetup at a game, we would probably be there. So, Nick, now that the Giants season is over, I, I think you're joining me more than once a week. Yes, that is the plan. Yeah. You guys are just going to be dealing, wheeling and dealing in great content now. So we will be here and uh, enjoy your Tuesday, everyone. Be safe. Don't do anything stupid. Just for instant gratification.